Mike Dell's World number 209. It is December 6th, 2014. Quit screwing around with that thing. You found Mike Dell's world. The sunrise paints these cherry-colored clouds, wakes the earth, shining rays out on the ground, brings to life a town below the base. Where there's great food and better people. Turtles. It's a uh, local group here in Traverse City. First, the song was called Take Me to Traverse City. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and I am in Traverse City, as per usual, here at the Mike Dell's World Studios. Uh, this isn't an on the road show, so <laughs> I haven't done one of these in a while. I got a email from a guy a couple of weeks ago saying, Hey, you're going to do any more of these? And 
I said, well, yeah, I planned on it. And I actually planned on it a couple of weeks ago. And I started recording in the, in the van and on a, on a trip. And anyway, one thing led to the other and, uh, that recording didn't turn out so well. So I figured, yeah, I'll just do it in the studio when I get a little time. It's a uh, Saturday, the 6th of December, as I said at the beginning, and not a lot going on here. Uh, all the summer activities that uh, were <laughs> keeping me so busy this uh, late summer and, and uh, fall have concluded. We did get the house mostly painted. I've got uh, one side yet to do. I got it all primed, prepped and primed. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we got to do the uh, garage yet, so... So next year, uh, I've got uh, five gallons of, of paint, stain, whatever you want to call it, uh, sitting behind me here in the studio to stay out of the freezing weather for the winter. And uh, next spring, I'll take it over to the paint store, have them shake it up, and uh, we can continue on. But uh, what we did get done looks really good. You know, As you know, or may not know, I live in an Old uh, 1940s log cabin here in uh, Traverse City. And uh, it was in bad need of uh, some paint, <laughs> some restoration. So we did our best and uh, filled in all the cracks on the logs and primed it up and painted it up. And it, it looks pretty good. Replaced the uh, decking on the front porch and uh, that looks really good. So uh, as long as you don't look at the north side of the house, the, the house looks pretty okay. The uh, next big project here as far as home improvements, a couple of them. One is to replace the flooring in the dining room area. The, the dining room area was added on sometime in the 60s. And whoever did it didn't pay extremely close attention to the level of things. So the flooring in the in the dining room is kind of sunk from the from where it's supposed to be to where it is now about an inch too short so my fix for that I, i'm going to do a little research but uh, i'm thinking i'm going to take it right down to the floor joists and then uh, build it back up so that it's high enough to put down some laminate or something and, and then the kitchen we're going to do the uh, cabinets and sinks sink countertops all that stuff and uh and finish the floor. We're kind of going for the uh, shabby chic. It's an old wood floor, and it looks pretty cool the way it is. It just needs a little protecting. So we're going to sand it a little bit and uh, put down some polyurethane, I think, and just uh, leave it as is. And of course, uh, it was remodeled in the 70s, so it has still had some 70s era stuff, uh, like a drop ceiling. Well, originally, they had carpet over all the wood floors in here. But I guess that was the uh, way things were in the 70s, the wall-to-wall carpeting. Now they had carpet in the bathroom, they had carpet in the kitchen, and the dining room. We've taken that all up, and we refinished the bathroom floors and, you know, redid the bathroom. But hadn't got around to the kitchen yet. It's got those uh, nice uh, 60s cabinets in there. <laughs> Not the nice ones, the, the cheap ones, actually, I should say. <laughs> So we'll we'll update that with a, a little something from Menards, probably. I'm I'm guessing we'll just get the uh, 
whatever they've got in stock ones. I'm not going to get any fancy, get fancy with that. And, you know, I don't know what for countertops, but definitely not going to do marble or anything crazy like that. It's, it's an old log cabin. It should look like an old log cabin, but let's make it look like an updated log cabin. I'm going to take the drop ceiling out of the kitchen also, because what's really nice about it is if underneath that drop ceiling is round beams, you know, log beams, and then the uh, flooring from upstairs. It's, you know, nice wood floors you can, upstairs, and you can see that on the downstairs. So, you know, why not? I'll take that out. i got to figure out what to do with lighting, but that'll be a nice project for this winter. Hopefully it's not too uh, disruptive, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm going to try to do as much of it myself as I can with a little bit of consulting and advice from people that know what they're doing. So needless to say, I've got my work cut out for me. I think I'm going to throw in a little uh, ad here. Uh, not, not really an ad, but uh, since I'm part of the Blueberry Network, I might as well. I do it on my other show. Blueberry.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers, find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators, post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy-to-read reports. Advertisers, access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at BlueberryNoEase.com. And I don't know how many of you are podcasters or potential podcasters, but I do another show called The Podcast Help Desk podcasthelpdesk.com. There's no the in it. It's just podcasthelpdesk.com. And uh, you have a promo code for Blueberry if you want to try a free month of hosting or statistics for your podcast. Use the promo code NOBS, N-O-B-S, all run together. And that'll get you a free month and all that over at blueberry.com. And let's see, yeah, about that no BS uh, code, it's because I've got a book coming out again. Of course, I did the Flight Radio book a few years ago and rewrote it a couple years ago, or a year ago, something like that. And I've got another one coming out called the No BS Guide to Podcasting. So uh, look for that coming soon, and you can find that at nobspodcasting.com or over at... uh, my other site, uh, podcasthelpdesk.com. So enough of the uh, commercial slash self-promotion. <laughs> Been uh, having a little fun with uh, redesigning the website. Of course, I do that uh, periodically. So if you haven't been over to mikedell.com in a while, uh, check it out. It's uh, rather plain. <laughs> but it's rather plain in a good way, I think. Uh, been... Uh, doing tech support for Blueberry for a long time, and a lot of the problems people have is because they have complicated WordPress uh, themes, and, you know, their websites are just extremely complicated, and they've got things that slide in, they've got moving pictures, and and all that, and, you know, every little thing you add to WordPress can cause problems with other things in WordPress, so I decided I'm going to see if I can make a decent looking website with using the stock standard WordPress theme called 2014 currently. And 
I think I did an okay job. It's uh, it's pretty straightforward to the point, but everything's there. Also been beta testing PowerPress uh, version 6, and as part of that, there's a new subscribe widget on the sidebar and a new subscribe page. And uh, if you see that, and what's nice about it is you go on it on an iPad or an iPhone or an Android or, I don't know, I assume a Windows phone, although I've never tried that or even a you know, web browser, you've got big, nice buttons to hit. To, okay, I'm going to subscribe to it in iTunes, or I'm going to subscribe to the RSS feed, and gives you all kinds of options for that. And please do subscribe if you're just listening on the website. To make sure that you get these whenever I do them, which is kind of cool. And that's the power of podcasting. So enough navel-gazing about that. I do enough of that on the other show. <laughs> That's uh, what came to mind. Let's see. Oh, yeah, uh, another podcast-related thing. Uh, if you if you remember back in the day, way back in the day, a friend of mine and I did the ham radio pod class. And even though the class is kind of out of date as far as, you know, the current questions on the FCC question pool, uh, all the information is still valid and good, and so I made the decision to repost that, and I posted it over at MikeDell.com, so if you want to subscribe to that one, you can, and uh, all, I think there's 38, 39 episodes are uh, up there, and that'll help you get your first ham radio license, uh, technician class, and then it goes on to the general class. The, the first upgrade, and that gives you the, your uh, HF privileges and and you know more power and all that. So uh, those those courses are over there for free. Go check them out. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find other fine podcasts at www.blubrry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's. And thank you, Richard. For that, that liner, we recorded a bunch of those out in front of a restaurant over in Interlochen. Uh, one time when uh, Richard was on a visit to the States, him and his wife, Joanne, they came back uh, this year to the States, but uh, never made it up here to Michigan, and uh, we never made it anywhere they were this this time around. But uh, I think they're coming back later this winter, uh, last I heard, but... I think, again, they're going to be down south, so I doubt I will uh, meet up with them this year, but uh, I'm sure that I will when uh, they come back. Rich Richard uh, says I owe him a beer on my new deck out in front of the house, so uh, <laughs> I'm ready to buy that beer. Let's see, work-wise, uh, everything's clipping along. We're staying reasonably busy at the... Print, job, uh, print shop job, and I'm staying reasonably busy with the uh, courier job, so not to mention Blueberry. So, you know, staying uh, fairly busy. Actually, uh, got a, did a run this morning, a hospital run for the uh, courier company, and uh, don't have to do anything tomorrow, but I have been doing a route that takes me kind of a, it's a lap around the northern part of the state. I take off from here, go to Charlevoix, which is, I don't know, 50 miles north, and then 
Petoskey, which is just a little further north. And then I shoot over to Gaylord, which is in the middle of the state, right on I-75. And then over to Alpena, which is on Lake Huron. And I drive down the Huron coast to Tawas. And then across to West Branch, get on I-75 again, go up north to Grayling, Michigan, and then back to Traverse City. I do that uh, every other Sunday. If you're uh, interested in watching my progress uh, or figure out where I'm at over at MikeDell.com, there's a uh, Track Me page. Uh, Just click on that and you'll see where I've been or where I'm at. (laughs) So... It uh, updates in real time. It's a little map there. It's through uh, APRS on ham radio. Speaking of ham radio. So I think I'm going to play another song here. Uh, I haven't played this one in a long time. But it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's uh, You've heard of Classical Gas by Mason Williams. Well, here's Catholic Classical Gas. <laughs> Boy, can it speak English there? In a, a little bit different tone.
And I think it sounds better on a banjo. But uh, I, I am a fan of the original Mason Williams version. But uh, I'm not sure who did this one, to be honest with you. I got it off of a, uh, a banjo website. Uh, speaking of banjo, I've got Banjo the Wonder Beagle snoring away in the seat behind me in the studio here. He uh, went with me on my run this morning up to Petoskey and, and uh, it's all tuckered out. Don't know why. He likes uh, riding in the van. He usually uh, has his head stuck out the window when we get into a town and going slow or whatever, but uh, <laughs> it's a little too cold to leave the window down. So then he just crawls into the back seat and and uh, snores away, so that's what he's doing again. must be nice to uh, get 20 hours of sleep a day or whatever dogs get these days. And as you may or may not know, I am kind of a, a geek when it comes to technology and gadgetry and whatnot. And for the first time, I think, in quite a while, I have no Windows machines here. Well, I have a Windows laptop. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say it. I have a Windows laptop. It never gets used. Uh, the only thing that it was ever used for, or the only thing I would ever need it for, is to program my one of my ham radios. That's really hard to program. Uh, D Star Radio, and that's the you know the only reason I even keep that laptop around. That and you know if one of the other ones break. Which doesn't happen very often, but it might. Uh, and I've got a backup computer. So I shouldn't say I don't have any Windows machines, but I have none in normal use. Kathy's got a uh, Macintosh, uh, Mac Mini, hooked up to a, a big TV screen. It's kind of nice for her. She gets this nice big monitor. Of course, I've got the 27 uh, inch iMac with two extra screens on it, so I've got, uh, you know, kind of the, the surround screens going on here in the studio. And then a uh, laptop, of course, I've got a MacBook, and I've got a, a Chromebook. i got to say, I like the Chromebook. It's uh, good and simple, but it's, you know, it's good for what it's good for. It's not, you know, wouldn't be good for editing video or editing audio. I, I'm sure it's doable, but, you know, the Mac works a whole lot nicer. And I'm not a Mac fanboy per se, or an Apple fanboy, although I've come to to uh, appreciate reliability and lack of virus and other malware. So many people get, uh, you know, click on the wrong thing and pow, you've got a, a virus, or you've got this, or you got that on a on a Mac and or on a. Windows machine on a Mac, you know, pretty much, unless you do something really stupid, which people do do, there's not a whole lot of malware for Macs. And, and nowadays, you know, everything that's worth having is made for both the Mac and Windows. And so why not? You know, I'm just going with the Macs. And the nice thing about the Macs, you don't have to replace them nearly as often as you do a PC if you want to keep up with the... Uh, say, you know, the, the modern stuff. Uh, you know, my iMac is three years old. My laptop, I know, it's from 2006, so what is that, eight years old? It's still every bit as useful as it ever was. I did put a solid-state drive in it, so, you know, that sped it up a lot. And 
like I said, it, it does what it's supposed to do. And that's just wonderful. <laughs> so I, I'm, I guess I heard somebody the other day on a podcast mention, you know, that they, at one time they were doing it consulting and they've moved into new media consulting and he described it as, well, I went from under the desk to on top of the desk, which makes sense. You know, if you're working on IT, you're usually crawling out underneath desks and unplugging and plugging things and dealing with the spaghetti of uh, all the cords and cables. And I still do that for myself, but uh, not nearly as much. Of course, the studio, you'd be amazed at all the wiring and crap that's uh, behind the monitors here, but... Uh, that's why I've got the desk up against the wall instead of out in the middle of the room. <laughs> so all the wires are well, not hidden, but out out of sight mostly. And then the other thing, I switched from Android to iOS. To uh, I got the uh, iPhone. I don't know if I mentioned that in a previous episode. I might have, uh, but uh, I was always uh, the last three phone. Well, I went from BlackBerry. And then I went to the uh, Droid, which would be really considered the first Nexus device. Nexus is Google's Android, uh, uh, you know, pure Android. There's no uh, stuff on top of it like a lot of the Samsung phones have uh, TouchWiz, I think it's called, or whatever. But extra stuff that you can't get rid of. And, and, you know, they change how certain things work and you know, I, I guess it's all right if you like that kind of stuff. That's kind of like back in the old days when you got a Dell PC. You'd have to spend half the day getting all the crapware off of it. Well, that's kind of what they're doing with Android on the Samsung phones. And, I, you know, HTC does that, and I'm sure all of them do to a certain extent. But Google's always had this Nexus line, and what that meant was pure Google Experience, and there's also Google Experience versions of some other phones. So what I've always had Nexus phones. I've had you know the I had the original Droid, and I went to the uh, the Galaxy Nexus, which was a Samsung phone, but it was a Nexus, so it didn't have anything from Samsung on it other than their name. And then uh, the last one I had was a Nexus Four, and. Uh, Last time around on the phones, I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go iPhone this time. My wife went iPhone, and it was just handy, and it worked, and all that. And then uh, a while back, she decided that the iPad that she was using was too big and heavy. So I traded her my uh, Nexus 7, which is a little tablet, a Nexus uh, Android tablet, and... She liked that okay. Just, it wasn't as nice as the iPad, so I bought her a, an iPad mini for her birthday here last month. And and then we gave the uh, Nexus to my nephew. So uh, that, uh, that does it for Android. I don't have any Android devices in the house. Well, I've got my old phone, one of them anyway. But uh, not that I don't like android and i probably will at some point get a another android device of some sort but i don't know i like the uh, iphone 5s i'm looking forward to upgrading to the iphone 6s probably by the time i get around to it or whatever comes after the 6 and 6 plus i don't think i want one of those giant phones uh, the 6 
Plus is huge, and you know, like the Note Two Samsung or Note, I guess they're up to four. Anyway, I don't think I want a, a phablet type phone. I think the four point seven inch iPhone six will be sufficient. I gotta admit, the five uh, S the screen is a bit small, which makes the type a little bit small, which means I've got to pull my cheaters out to to do anything. Uh, you know, intense on the phone, but uh, I always got my cheaters with me, so eh, that's all right. And I'm really liking it, and the battery life on it's good, you know. But so, you know, and it's reliable. Every time I want to make a phone call, it makes a phone call. And really, that's what a phone is supposed to do. All the other stuff that it does is extra. And and the other cool thing, since Apple come out with a new... uh, operating system on the Mac. Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. Yosemite, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Yosemite. And iOS 8 on the iPad and the iPhone. If I'm sitting here, uh, sitting here at my desk, and my phone's upstairs being charged, if the phone rings, it'll ring on my computer, and it'll also ring on the iPad. So I can answer my phone, do texts, either on the Mac or on the iPad. It's, you know, I don't know, it just works. It's, 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 it's neat, it just works, it's reliable, and I don't have to crawl under the desk, so to speak, to make everything work. It just works. So I'm done being the uh, troubleshooter. In fact, I, I've, got IO, or I've got Windows 8 on a, a VM on my Mac here. Never start it. I just wanted to see what it looked like, and uh, it's okay. But uh, you know, if, it, if it's me from now on, it's it's just gonna be get a Mac. If you need a computer, get a Mac. If you need a phone, get an iPhone. That's you know okay. Maybe I am turning into a fanboy, but you know they they all they all are good. But there's like I said, problems with Windows, even Windows eight. Uh, can get viruses and I mean just look at all the you know virus and malware scanners and all that and you go to web pages I get a kick out of this you go to web pages on your Mac here on my Mac <laughs> I'm going to a web page and there's a banner a big flashing banner ad says your PC is infected click here to fix like well okay but I'm not I'm not on a PC how do you know it's infected or the best one yet I got a phone call uh, and, then, and then watch out for this stuff. It's it's a real scam. Got a phone call, and it was some guy from India, the typical uh, Indian call center accent, and uh, said his name was Tony, and he was from Microsoft, and that they had detected that my PC was infected, and if I would sit down in front of my PC, he would walk me through fixing it. I'm like, okay, this will be fun. So anyway, when he calls, he he says, your PC's infected. And I said, well, which one? He says, well, which one's on the internet? And I said, all of them. And he says, oh, well, I I can't really tell here. And I said, oh, and by the way, they're all Macintoshes. Oh, click. (laughs) So away he went. Uh, But, you know, it's just, I don't know. People fall for that, though. And what they do is... They walk you through installing 
their malware and then they take over your computer or they, you know, send spam from your computer or, or try to get you to spend 500 bucks or something. I, who knows what they do, but it's like, eh, you know what? I, I'm done with that. The other one I heard about, which I don't, uh, I haven't run into myself. It's called Crypto Locker, and you can go if you're on uh, Internet Explorer on your Windows machine, and you go to a, a infected website, or you click on a link in an email. It uh, loads a little thing on your computer that encrypts the hard drive, and then they lock it out, and they have a thing on there called this uh, phone number, and uh, for five hundred dollars. Will unencrypt your drive, and if you don't do it within forty-eight hours, will erase your drive, or it'll lock, be locked and you can't get to it. And I mean, that's some serious crap there. Not that uh, I have a lot of stuff on my computers anymore. I mean, I've got the programs, and I do keep some data on there, but for the most part, it's synced to the cloud, and and plus I've got an external backup drive. Humming along here, so as I put stuff on my computer, it goes up to the cloud and it goes up to uh, to this uh, external drive. So I've got it in three places, one off-site and in two different formats. So you know, whatever I do have is easily recovered. You know, all these all the pictures that my wife takes and stuff is are synced on uh, iCloud through uh, Apple because she takes her pictures on her iPhone or her iPad. And they're all synced and up there. And if the computer blows up or the house burns down or something, you know, she's not going to lose any data. And I'm not either. And I don't know. I guess this isn't a, a Geek of the North podcast, which I haven't done anymore. That's pod faded. So I guess I got to talk about tech somewhere. Anyway, it's a little over a half hour. I guess that's good enough for now. I hope uh, everybody has a great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate, awesome. And I will catch you later. Is that all, folks?